Hey, JT. Hey, Jeremy. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, buddy, what's up? Do you want to watch this movie? It's way back from the 80s. I never watch it anymore. Not since I had cable TV. I might have really liked it, but maybe not. I guess we'll just have to see. Would you want to watch this movie? I can't promise it's a good movie. Let's proceed. January 17th, 1986. With a Metacritic score of 41. From the director of Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. Starring Jason Gedrick, the guy who gets burnt up in Backdraft. And Lou Gossett Jr., straight up badass from the 80s, who we all thought would have been kind of a lot more prominent in filmmaking, did recently rocket as Will Reeves in Watchmen. And co-starring Lamar from Revenge of the Nerds, I give you The Matrix's Dark City, The Truman Show's Ed TV, The Armageddon's <laughs> Deep Impact, its Top Gun's not-so-good twin film of 1986. JT, Iron Eagle's a pretty simple film to describe. Jason Gedrick plays, per IMDb, Doug. Uh, Doug is a hotshot young cadet whose ego is willing to write checks his body can't cash. Doug's a decent pilot, and he knows you don't have time to think up there. You think you're dead. But it's not really his flying. It's his attitude. The enemy's dangerous, but right now, he's worse. Dangerous and foolish. So Doug's best friend and co-pilot dies on a... Wait, no. No, that's not it. Here you go. <laughs> Doug's dad gets captured, either by Russians or Arabs. I don't know. It's the 80s. Those were the bad guys of the 80s. Uh, you know, generic Arabs. <laughs> They're not even a country. Uh <laughs> Doug wants to save him, his dad, but he's like, I think grounded or something. Enter Lou Gossett Jr. as Chappie, which can we just pause for a second? How great a name is Chappie? Great name. No Maverick, no Wizard, no Merlin, no Iceman. What's up, Chappie? <laughs> so I don't recall if Chappie's like retired or not in action anymore, or I, I don't exactly recall the shtick, but he becomes Doug's coach, partner, mentor, all those things. And he basically makes Doug the best of the best. The top, you get it. Uh, anyhow, they fly around a lot and go try to save Doug's dad. Now, in the first JT, in a surprise to even you, I'm going to stop there and read you with zero prep, would you watch Iron Eagle from our listener and good friend, Jeff? <laughs> I love this. Yay, Jeff. <laughs> Here we go. I have not read this until this moment. By the way, I told him I wasn't going to read it. So there was this 80s genre of misfit kids accomplishing, accomplishing tr incredible tasks that adults were too dumb or too adulty to do themselves. Let's call it the Goonies genre. So there was Goonies hiking to discover a dead body, Goonies landing a space shuttle, Goonies preventing a computer from launching a global thermonuclear war. Of course, the genre lives on in things like Spy Kids and Stranger Things. <laughs> But it isn't like it was in the 80s where they, they were presented like, hey, this could actually kind of happen in a way. So Iron Eagle is like Goonies rescuing an international prisoner of war from an anonymous Arab terror, terrorist state. The movie opens with an Air Force fighter pilot being shot down over said terrorist state, which is led by a badass Amir of some sort. Cut to a group of misfit kids on an Air Force base in California or Texas or someplace hot with a military economy. <laughs> The leader of this band of misfits, let's, him, let's call him Discount C. Thomas Howell, 
turns out to be the son of captured pilot, and he's quite the young pilot himself, racing Piper Cubs through ravines or something. He doesn't shoot any womp rats, but he might as well. He doesn't think the Air Force is doing enough to rescue his dad, of course. But luckily, neither does a curmudgeonly mechanic on the base portrayed brilliantly by Lou Gossett Jr., and he agrees to help the kid and his friends arrange a rescue mission by stealing all the intel, equipment, including heavy weapons, flight data, simulator time, and etc. that they'll need. Oh, and by the way, two fully fueled up F-16s, which they also will somehow fool the Air Force into refueling in the air halfway to the Arabian Peninsula. <laughs> by the way, I'm going to just interject. I am very impressed with Jeff's memory of this movie. I, as, <laughs> as I'm reading this, I'm like, oh, yeah, that all happened. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. How did they pull this off? Well, I can't swear to it, but I am pretty sure they use a class 80s stealing equipment and building montage a la the A-Team to piece it all together. And Lou Gossett Jr., who also happens to be former badass pilot himself, and the kid are going to fly the mission together because why wouldn't he come? Oh, and this kid has this really annoying habit of listening to music while he flies. We aren't really sure why this is annoying, but it drives poor Lou crazy. So they fly off to their Middle East and their stolen F-16s, which they stole again from the U.S. Air Force. Did we mention that? To rescue Dad. <laughs> They have some serious heart-to-heart -heart time while they fly, since now that Lou's stolen a flighter jet from the U.S. Air Force Base from this kid, uh, did I mention they stole F-16s from an Air Force Base? <laughs> Anyhow, he should probably stop being such a hard-ass and become more of a father figure, which he does. They get to the anonymous terrorist entity because of the 80s, though to give this movie some credit, not having the USSR be the bad guy was pretty creative, and then Lou Gossett Jr. gets shot down. The kid sheds a tear, but keeps hearing the voice of his mentor, the super pilot mechanic, in his head. No, wait, it's not in his head. He turns on his music, and Lou recorded over his mixtape. What does he think? These tapes are free or something? It took him 90 minutes to dub that tape. <laughs> Anyhow, he gives him one of those, if you're listening to this talk, and the kid flies on. But wait, did we mention that the badass Arab dictator is also a pilot? He scrambles his fighter jets like he's rocking the Kasbah, and pilots one himself. But that's no match for an underage kid who spent a few hours in a simulator and has a lot of heart. He lights the runway of the base where Dad is being held on fire. Good thing they stole all that military-grade intel. Somehow <laughs> tricks the bad guys into bringing Dad to the plane, maybe? And escape by the skin of their teeth. Maybe bailed out by a bunch of actual grown-up trained fighter pilots? I'm not sure. They land on an aircraft carrier. And boy, were those Air Force guys pissed. But also understanding because they saved the guy. And... Don't worry, Lou Gossett Jr. is there too. He survived his ejecting over enemy, enemy territory, but maybe his arm is in like a sling or something. He is one tough curmudgeonly mechanic super pilot. Everyone gets a slap on the wrist because the Air Force wouldn't want to make an example of these misfit teenagers <laughs> who stole two F-16s right out from under them. But let's hope they at least tighten up security pro protocols like the guys at NORAD and NASA and the Castle Rock Police Department. The whole thing is one fun caper, heist, war, rescue, coming-of-age, 80s misfit movie. I mean, it was really, really fun in the 80s, where we had no problem suspending our disbelief for a teen romp through impossible adult problems like this. So if you like that kind of flick, you'll like Iron Eagle. So that's it. Iron Eagle. Would you watch it? How about its sequel? Iron Eagle 2, 3, or 4? <laughs> First and foremost, Jeff. Jeff is going to get a slow clap. That was beautifully done. I'm so, so impressed. I kind of want to give him a slow clap too. That, that was pretty good. It was really, really good. First of all, the Clash Rock the Casbah reference made my life. That was so well done. Love that. 
Uh, I think I kind of want to see this, and I'm kind of amazed I haven't. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes for now. In watching the trailer, it opens up with Doug Masters was born to fly, and then it's him <laughs> literally wearing aviators driving a car, and I'm like, Top Gun. This is Top Gun. Uh, it's not Top Gun, as it turns off, as it turns out. There's a couple brilliant like '80s things that that get said just in the trailer, which is like hacking on a computer where they're like again clearly these are like children like hacking into norad or whatever and they're like oh bingo we're in and i'm like oh boy this is gonna be one of those things then one of the voiceovers was great too was he knows how to fly now he needs to learn how to fight and i was like this is this is checking all the boxes of terrible things from the 80s that i adore so even just watching the trailer i'm like this is gonna be a really good bad movie uh (laughs) it Basically, I'm I'm amazed at how accurate Jeff was. Like that is a like almost scene for scene, at least in the two and a half minute trailer I watched, like his timing was perfect. Like obviously they didn't give the ending away, but everything else was absolutely spot on. Uh it's the the big questions I have, I have four. One is silly, and then three of them are a little more like sort of like our standard big questions. The first one is do you remember who the dad was? Is Dennis Quaid the dad? Because there's like a two second view of the dad in the cell and it looked a lot like Dennis Quaid. I don't think so. Uh, okay. I, I'm I'm pretty confident. I did do a quick IMDb check just looking for interesting cameos and whatnot. And I did not see uh, I did not see a baby Quaid. OK, well, listen, everybody watch the trailer in it, like in the actual email today, if you're not subscribing to Wingman Daily, go to wingmandaily.com and, and subscribe because you'll get to see the trailer. And I swear the two seconds he's in it, you, it is 100% it's Dennis Quaid. So my next question is, this came out before Top Gun. This came out in January. Top Gun came out in May. Four months to the day. Right. So Top Gun is a 50 on Metacritic. This one's a 41. Neither of them stellar. Why is Top Gun so famous and this one is not? Well, I would argue in an instant that it's uh, the Tom Cruise, Jason Gedrick comparison. Okay. Uh, Tom Cruise had that Hollywood leading man. Funny enough, I actually like Jason Gedrick. I, I, I liked him in Backdraft and he was in this show, Bosch, which is, which is by the way, a great show uh, in the first season of it. Uh, he, he's, a, he, he's a decent actor, but I don't think he has that same... I mean, look, Tom, Tom Cruise is one of the biggest film stars in history so it's pretty hard you know i don't think we all knew that by before top gun but this is the one that really sort of cemented it for him right yeah well that's kind of why i ask right because like lewis Gossett jr as uh, very well said by you in the beginning i think like in the 80s was like a, a thing and if you look at the cast of top gun like tom cruise wasn't tom cruise yet val kilmer was nobody nobody knew who Anthony, i mean anthony edwards had done some stuff like they were what they were known, but they weren't like it wasn't like if Tom Cruise did a movie now. Right? right. So like this one had as as good of a chance at being Top Gun. Like, there, is there a parallel universe where this movie's as good? Like, you know, in the ethos and pe- people don't think about Top Gun. I don't know. I just thought it was well, interesting. I, I think to that point, I actually don't think it's really notably worse a movie. It's it's a different kind of romp. Like as as Jeff saying, this one is much more that, you know, us kids can do anything one and Top Gun's a much more Top Gun's almost like a romance thriller. You know, it, it leans way heavier into the dramatic aspects of of Maverick's life. Whereas Doug flies a plane and listens to Chappie talk. I forgot about that. Listening to Chappie talk. I think it's like a three hour mixtape of Chappie just 
coaching him through like all of life situations kind of thing. That's hilarious. I also was wondering when watching the trailer, I was like, so they made it look like <laughs> that, like his father was a POW in like maybe Tucson. It didn't look like they were overseas. <laughs> So I was a little confused. I'm like, is there like a, a state in the States that is now an Arab state? But, you know, good for them for going Arab and not not Russian, as Jeff said. Uh, so my next one is I'm going to give you five movies. I'm assuming you've seen all of them. There's one in here you maybe haven't. Okay. Iron Eagle, obviously you've seen. Top Gun, obviously you've seen. Pearl Harbor. Seen it. The Right Stuff. Uh seen it but a long time ago the 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 nasa movie yeah Yeah. and then red tails have not seen it okay what about tuskegee airmen i think i saw it i know the story of it well but i don't think i I don't recall if i saw the movie or not like it's one of those blurry okay so in those top five for me to the best of your ability rank them from most to least realistic flying uh, knowing that I know very little about flying, I'm going to yeah, go perfect. with, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with Top Gun's probably at the bottom. Yeah. Would be my <laughs> assumption. I'm just because of the upside down flying sequence, like, and the buzzing of the tower. And I, I'm pretty, I don't know. I don't know much about stuff, but I would guess that that's very unrealistic stuff. Um, I'm going to assume this one also is like full of crazy maybe flying through a canyon stuff that no no sane fighter pilot would ever do let alone a teenager so i'm going to put the right stuff actually at the top yeah i'll put the two i just mentioned i'll I'll go with so in fifth place top gun fourth place iron eagle first place right stuff over the last two movies again tuskegee airman and pearl harbor pearl harbor i'll put pearl harbor as second i think uh Bayham might have done a decent job with that would be a hunch. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. And then my last question, as always. So on a scale of planes, trains, and automobiles to maximum overdrive, where is Iron Eagle? Hmm. Um, I'm going to say it's a, it's a really good scale right there it's a if they had made it it's a goonies 2 okay okay <laughs> i like it i love it all right i love the i want to give jeff a little bit of airtime again that goonies bit was like really really strong <laughs> well I'll, I'll i'll overshare just a bit we talk about that concept a bunch because it's a it's a it's a nuance of 80s movies and living that i think disappeared in more in more recent movies like I think that the the Goonies of now that he used that terminology, which which by the way was just brilliant. I, I'm willing to wager we can make the list of like 20 of those movies that we oh, never yeah. would have thought of that way. Uh, all right, but let's give you some choices for next week. I'm ready. All right. First, uh, bringing back a couple of, of ones I've asked you about before, if you're if you're ready for them. So today's first top two are Lucas. Okay. Uh, and second option would be Amazon Women on the Moon. Okay, so I definitely haven't seen Lucas. And oddly, when you said Amazon Women on the Moon, I don't think I've seen it, but I do think I know what the cover of that movie looks like, uh, like the actual like VHS tape. Uh, I'm going to go with Lucas, though. 
Okay. Because I have Good no idea stuff. what it what it is. Well, you're going to find out all of and, and by the way, funny enough, I'm pretty confident there's two Lucas movies. Um, but since you don't know anything about them, I'm picking the one that was in my head. So there you go. Perfect. All right. So next week is Lucas. This week, uh, worst Top Gun. But you know what? Maybe I'll watch it. Thanks for letting us be your wingman, everybody. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.